jokes. and jokes. So I wanted to go a little bit more into that analogy of these, the and and um, and how this feeds into God willing as we'll start the moment. Um, when you're in a situation which you know the meaning of it and you know what it's for, so it's like a parable. It's not. It's not like. You're, you're seeing Hashem uh, as we will when Mashiach will come, as you see the godly energy in the world. But you know what the purpose is. You know what it's about. You know. You know what what the purpose of the situation is. You know. You know where it's going. When when you when when it's all when it's clear where things are going, I will call that a parable. It's 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 not seeing. It's like you see, the, you, you know the divine providence is a thing. You know it's real, and so you're looking at your life and you go, oh, this this is this, the dots connect. And that itself, there could be many different levels. Uh, there is knowing that dots connect, and then there is like being very conscious and feel Hashem's presence in a very vivid way. Like the, 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 the Chassidus says it, that Adam and Chava and Gan Eden, they were like. Their, their physical reality was like a parable for Galileans. It wasn't just like they knew something, they felt and they saw. It was a whole different, it's, it's a different kind of, different kind of uh, a life you could even imagine. I'm thinking about one of my children, uh, when I taught him about to give Tzedakah, he, um, he asked me if he's supposed to kiss the money. Because oh, what, what, what's money? Money is everything you do a mitzvah with. So, so you want to know, should I, should I kiss the dollar? Should I kiss the dime? You know, it's, it's, it's a mitzvah. What, what is it? So for him, the, 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 purpose, the spiritual purpose of the, of the dime is 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 uh, yeah? This is this is a this is a chaf social mitzvah. This is what you do a mitzvah with. You kiss the asli. What the asli? Kiss the asli. Asli. Yeah. Do you? I'm asking. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know that the Alt Reb was once asked about. Um, uh, he he had a a chassid whose father was a chassid, and he asked the Alt Reb if he should try to inspire his father to become a chassid. So the author of said, does he do mitzvahs with joy? So he said that every year when he puts the sukkah, he stands on the ladder and he kisses the schach. The author said, if so, you don't have to worry about him. He'll, he'll get there. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so, so um, then, there's, then there's a riddle. A riddle means that it's not something which is obvious, but there's something in the, in the facts in front of you that you need to think about and figure out because it's there, it's present. And, and a riddle is about the question. A riddle is about what the circumstances are and figuring out what those circumstances are for. But when you get a joke, when someone tells you a joke, I find that when someone's telling you a joke, what's going on really is not about the, um, the, the content of the joke, it's more about the person saying the joke. Meaning, it's not, you, you, I, I mean a joke, a question joke. Someone's asking you a question and the answer is that it's a joke. I'll never forget, uh, I was in sixth grade, maybe younger, I don't remember. I was almost at least sixth, probably. Anyways, Mrs. Albrecht, she asked us, if a half a chicken lays a half an egg in a half a day, how much does a pound of butter weigh? And we had just returned from the science museum, and we were all, you know, we knew we were all scientists, and we were all, they just explained to us, we're all scientists. And looking at her like, you know, that can't be true. And she's our English teacher. Why is she talking to us about, about the weight of it? Something and, and 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 so we realized this was this, this was a joke and she, and even besides the fact that you know no such thing as a half a chicken but 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 there was something else like there was something that was so we realized it was a joke this, this is not a this is not a um, this is not a question 
And when we lose, not, oh, it's, so, so, so it wasn't the question. Half a, 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 a pound of butter always weighs a, a pound. It's not, it's not that right. there was a question, and the answer is that a pound of butter weighs a pound. It was no question in the first place, it was, which is not there in the, in, in, in the information you're given. It's, it's a joke. It's nothing to do with information. Today, God willing, I'm going to the Knesset Shlochem. Uh, and last year, when I attended this uh, conference of the Chabad Rabbis on the world, uh, I went on a, I took a flight, and um, you know when you when you when you're going towards this kind of event, you feel like you know you're a shliach, you're an emissary of God, you have a mission to do, and so um, so on the plane, you know you're supposed to uh, do that mission as well, right? So I I, um, I I saw this gentleman going on the plane. Hi, sir. Uh, are you Jewish? None of your business. All right. Okay. So. I thought this was like a parable. Like this is this is here I am with my tefillin, and this is the uh, here's the guy who's put on tefillin with me, and and it's all very symmetrical. And see here, here is you. You go into this box, and we'll wrap you up, and you know. But but it will move from parable to uh, riddle. Hmm. Okay. So how do I approach this? Um, some some people are very presumptuous, and they say like, all kinds of things about and and I don't find that very tasteful because. Guy doesn't want to tell. He's insulted by the question. So what do you do? You playing a trick with him? You say something else. What am I going to say? So I didn't know the answer to this question, but it was just a riddle. And then we sat down. I sat down. He sat down next to me. Oh, is this this is what we spend the next five hours with? So it moves from being just an interesting riddle to a like to 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 a joke. So. Oh, so I, my response to him was, he said that was, uh, that's fine, but that's a very Jewish response. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm sitting there next to him, and I'm, th- I'm thinking, like, what in the world am I supposed to be doing over here? Like, uh, we're, we're on a flight for five hours, I'm not, there's nothing, I, nothing else I could say that it's talking something else, like, what am I supposed to be doing here? So it, it, it became not anymore a riddle, it became a joke. What I mean by a joke is that there's nothing in the reality that I'm in that makes any sense. And I always see it as like, this is purposeless. This is, I'm in a purposeless situation. There's no purpose. As I'm thinking this, I remember a story that I heard uh, right, right, right before about Mrs. Lipschitz from Thailand. She was, um, she was uh, in Balfour in Israel, and there was a protest against Bibi. And since uh, she's a religious woman, she's dressed like a firm lady. So um, the uh, protesters against Bibi switched from Bibi to her. And they said, they started screaming at her. And they said, you brought us Bibi. Now you brought us Bibi, you brought us Corona. And it's all your fault. And they started screaming at her. Imagine, imagine, like, one person, there's a hundred people more screaming at you. you know, imagine. But she wasn't made from the same kind of stuff that most people are. And she... <laughs> And she and she and she said to herself, "Listen, the Rebbe is the emissary, is the one who sends us on, on to be, me to be an emissary wherever I am, and the mission is to reach out to Jews with love, and that's what you need to do." That's what she said. It reminds me. It reminded me all. And I, besides the story which I'm about to share, I also heard another thing about last week's Torah portion about Hagar. Hagar is lost in the wilderness, and it says in, in Rashi she returned to idols of her parents, and. Uh, Huh? Right. Right. It says in the Torah she went. She got lost in the wilderness. And Rashi says, "Where's when she got lost? She went. She went after the idols of her, of, uh, idols of her, her, her ancestors, her parents." 
So the question is, how does Rashi know that she went after idolatry, just as she got lost in the desert? So one interpretation is, the very fact that you feel that you are lost in the desert, and your situation is purposeless, that itself is idolatry. That itself means that you're in a zone that's not godly. So, so anyway, so she, she looks at this woman who was screaming at her, and she said, and, and she's, you know, as soon as she, she says to herself, I'm an emissary of, of the Rebbe, and it's a purpose why I'm here, as soon as she says that, she notices that this lady has a keychain that was made in Bangkok, where she's from. She says, oh, that's a beautiful keychain. Should I get you another one when I go back home? And the lady's looking at her, and she says, you're from, you're from Bangkok? She says, yes. She says, um, you're from Chabad? She says, yes. She gets up, and she, and she literally embraces her, and she starts to cry. She says, looks just like, why is that important? What are you talking about? She said that her son went hiking in the mountains over there, and he got badly hurt. And your husband, Chesky, Chesky Lipschitz, Rabbi Chesky Lipschitz, he hired a helicopter to rescue my son. But my son's ribs were broken. And he couldn't eat regular foods. And you made soup for my son every single day. And Mr. Lipschitz said, look how small our perspective is. A moment ago, I was for Bibi and for Corona. Now we discover we really are one family. We're, 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 all, we're all one. So, and this is the story I'm thinking about. And so I'm thinking, okay, I have to say the same thing. There must be a purpose here. And, uh, and uh, honestly, it, it looks like, just like Hagar found the water in the wilderness that was right there, so also I felt like this epiphany. What I noticed that there's a guy on my left, he's like literally dancing on his keyboard. He's jumping around like this. Like, it's, like, it's like playing music on his keyboard. He went from website to website. The guy on my right, the Jewish guy, he's typing. He's very methodical in thinking. He's erasing, typing another word and erasing. I look at him, I say, are you... Are you an author? He says, how'd you know that? So I said, what kind of, what, what kind of writing do you do? So he says, he wrote, he made a biography about uh, some of the Beatles and Rolling Stones. And apparently he's a, he's a, he's a New York Times bestselling uh, author. And uh, several times he's a prominent author. And um, so, okay, my, my divine inspiration is at work. You know, I, I, got, I, got, I got something, okay. Um... So, have you ever, um, uh, he, he said, and I wrote also a biography about Reagan. Reagan, interesting. Are you a Republican? I never voted Republican in my life. All right, so now we're getting a little personal over here. So, did you ever have a bar mitzvah? I told you not to ask me these kinds of questions. So, man, this is the only thing I said to him about Jewish, like, like, it was like two hours later. This guy's very, you know, he, he knows exactly what he's saying. He said, don't ask me that question. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, that, but then he said, every Friday, Every Friday they come. They ask me if I'm Jewish. They stand outside my office building and they ask me if I'm Jewish. And I'm offended by the question. So I said to them, listen, uh, I do a podcast. It's called Minute of Torah. I have this thing that I could tell you an idea in, in less than two minutes. Can I share with you something? Can you give me two minutes? Can you humor me with two minutes? It's okay. <clears throat> so I told him the story with, uh, with Mrs. Lipschitz. And I said, I want you to tell you where those boys come from where they're going, and what they're doing right now. So he said, so I explained that the, where those boys come from is where my family comes from. Their, their parents, their grandparents, they did hard time in Russia to teach children Torah. That's where they come from. They, they sacrificed their lives in order that people should be able to learn olive base. Where they're going is they're going to grow up to be like Mrs. Lipschitz and Rabbi Lipschitz to help Jews around the world, physically and spiritually. 
And what they're doing right now, when they, you see them outside your office on Friday afternoon, is what they feel is an act of pure kindness. They offer you something that you you didn't have before, that, that they think that you, you deserve and you don't and you have access to, and they're offering it to you. That was a good answer. <laughs> that was that was the uh, that was the moment. So 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 my point is that um, it, it was in the state of riddle. And was in the state of riddle, what happened was state of riddle. I don't know. I said to myself, I stopped looking at the scenario. I started looking at the, the one who sent me. I started looking at the, 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 the I started, you know, I'm, I'm not letting go of Hashem. I'm here. There's a reason. Instead, the riddle forced me to stop thinking anymore about um, my um, the circumstances I was in. You know, I have a parents fill and this guy is Jewish. No, I'm, I started thinking more about about the one who sent me, and, and there must be a purpose in Hashem. <clears throat> I'll bore you with one more example. Um, I took one of my sons to, uh, I think it could be last year also, at the same time here, I'm trying to remember. He was also in New York, and he needed to kind of take a flight back. And uh, I was driving to the airport in New York, JFK. And we were running away from the flight, uh, but not too late, we were going to make it. So I parked outside of JFK, and I went, ran in with him, he was an unaccompanied minor. And, uh, and my son was very nervous. You know that Tati isn't so good at getting on time for flights. And so... Uh, so okay, listen. If he misses this, like on next flight, right? Is that isn't it? That's enough. That's 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 in my in my mind. Yeah. Um, then we get to the counter, and uh, and the, the lady says, "Listen, he's he's an unaccompanied minor, and so it takes time for this to 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 cost dollars. Besides that, it's also it's all oh, we need to process. We have to have someone to walk with him to the gate. I don't have anybody to walk him to the gate right now, and it's, it's the flight's leaving. This can't work." So my mind is all right. So, all right, next flight. But he immediately burst out crying. He burst out crying. So and then, then I went to this can't be. This can't be. It can't be that in Hashem's plan this happened. It can't be. This is not Hashem's plan. This is not. He's for sure gonna make on the flight. I said he's for sure gonna make on the flight. And when I said that, it's the only time ever that I know of, I had a ticket that I wasn't going to go. I, I was able to go on this flight, and it was in order to change the flight. It cost too much to, to change a flight, so it ended up being like a, an empty flight. I, I, I had a ticket on the same flight, but I wasn't going to go on it. And I remembered, oh, I have a ticket on this flight. I could take him up to the gate. I, I, I have a ticket. <laughs> so I got a ticket. And uh, meanwhile, my car's outside JFK, right? And I'm going through security. And, going, and uh, Baruch Hashem, he made on the flight. Baruch Hashem, are you going on the flight, sir? No, no, he's, he's going. He's an company minor. Oh, okay, they let him through. Um, but I'm saying, the point was, it went from... From riddle to joke, went to went, like it, no, it's, but then when it went to joke, which again, I don't mean that I want I don't want you to to get uh, lost by this analogy of joke. Don't get it. And I'm not saying Hashem plays jokes on his chassidim. A lot of speakers say that Abish just sense of humor. That's that's callous. Abish is a loving, kind father. He doesn't play jokes on us. What I mean by the idea of a joke is that it's not in the circumstances that you're in that you're missing something. Is that some, you have to move away from the circumstance. When there's a riddle, right, you got to juggle and figure out the facts and, and logic and go back and forth. There's something in the circumstance to figure out. A joke is something else. A joke has nothing to do with what the, the, the specific words that you're told. A joke is about, about the one who's telling you the joke, that he has something else in mind that's not in the circumstance, that's not in the facts that he's telling you. It, it, there's no, there's not, when the person asks you a question as a joke, 
there's not in the, what, what they're telling you is meaningless. There's something else completely. There's nothing to do with what they're saying. They, they have something completely else different in mind. There's nothing to do with what they're saying. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Right? It's, it's a question joke. It's, 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 not, it's nothing about. It's not a question. Grant is buried in Grant's tomb, right? It's not a question. But but the 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 the, the when the idea of, the, of a joke is that the person's asking a question has nothing to do with this, what they're asking. It has to do with it has to do with with um, they have something else in mind that's not in the information they're giving. And so too, when a person's going through a challenge, a test, you can't overcome the challenge by going deeper into the circumstances that you're in to try to find the rule of divine providence in those circumstances. <coughs> if you're going through a test, which means, I guess we learned yesterday, a test means that you all you see is darkness. You don't see any way out. And you are now, your emotions are changing. You're getting frightened. You're getting angry. You, you, you are, you are, you are uh, getting, you're feeling frustration. You are moved away from the, in, the world, the realm of the intellect. You are now in the realm of darkness. When you're in that realm, looking deeper into the circumstances isn't going to help you. Instead, the only thing that's one of the mimer is you need to summon in yourself the strength that comes from your core that you're not letting go of the Abishta. Not letting go of him. You're, you're devoted to Hashem. It's about you. I'm not letting go of you, Hashem. Just like the analogy of the joke. It's not about the, the, the information. It's about the one telling you the joke. They have something else in mind. So too, when you're going through a circumstance that Hashem has given you a test, you have to say, I'm not letting go of you, Hashem. I'm not, that no matter what, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go of you, Hashem. That, that, that movement to, 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 from the circumstance to, to Hashem is because of the darkness. Because of the darkness, you can't see anything else. So all you do is you go straight, straight to... To um, to your neshama, and you say, "I'm not letting go." Well, let, 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 that's that's the idea. But let's look in the in the OCS and the words in the Mimer, and let's let's see what we're talking about. You're given those who fear you a test to be tested by because for the sake of your truth. Rashi explains wordless neisus. To be custom and test. Hashem wants us to have tests. He wants us to. Losnaisis is more about um, us. So we need to be to be. Um, uh, he, but Hashem's how, desire how that we all come test. Huh? How would you make this word? Um, I guess the, the word nusayin comes with not non samach. To be tested. To be minusim. Rashi uses the word minusim. So with his noises. To be these minusim to be accustomed in these things, but. Rashi also says an interesting. Koishet also says an interesting. Koishet means truth, but Koishet also means beauty. Koishet also means a jewelry. Rashi says over there that the nations, the world, say to Hashem, "Why in the world do you call the Jews the chosen people?" When a Jew is a, is, is challenged and a Jew overcomes a challenge, then it makes Hashem's name in the world beautiful because people could see they could see why Hashem chose us. They could see that there's something beautiful about us. And gives us the challenges in order to exp- to bring out the beauty of the Jewish people and, and his beauty in creation of why Hashem made the world this way. That's that's one interpretation. That's not the interpretation that we're going to focus on. Here's the interpretation we're focusing on. The previous rabbi says in the Mimer that he, based on these words, that he sent to Russia to be studied in Russia. In, order, in other words, how the Jews in Russia overcome their challenges. He brings in this Mimer and explains his verse according to the Targum. What does the Targum say? You're given those who fear you a challenge to be elevated by. 
the purpose of the challenge is to lift you up to a different place. previous have explains This verse is talking about the Mesiris Nefesh, the absolute dedication that is needed to overcome challenges specifically. The purpose of these challenges are to give the Jewish people a boost, to lift them to be in a higher place. Why is a person given a challenge? It's to lift them, bring them, bring them to a higher place than they were before. And this is something which is unique in our time, that Hashem specifically sends us something which is called challenges. And that is the role of our generation. And this is, is what sets apart this exile from the ones before. That this exile has tremendous tests and challenges. There is so much uh, um, concealment of godliness that we experience in this exile. The fact that you see that this is what Hashem is doing, that itself tells you that Hashem is giving us the power that we could overcome the challenge. The fact that Hashem is giving us so many challenges, that is an indication that we have the power and strength to overcome the challenge. But Hashem doesn't play tricks with His creations. So if He's giving us the challenge, these challenges, it means that we have the ability to overcome the challenges. The advantage we have in this exile, in comparison to the first exile, is as follows. In the first exile, the exile of Egypt, which is the source of all other exiles, when God told them they were going to be redeemed from Egypt, Moshe Benu told them the words of God, you guys are going to leave this place. It says they did not listen to Moshe Benu, they didn't listen to him, because of shortness of breath and hard work. They were, they were so encumbered by their circumstances, they could not believe they would ever leave Egypt. So the challenges that they had were not overcame. They, they were, um, they, they lost, they lost, they, they did not pass their tests. However, this exile, Hashem gives us the power and the strength to recognize the truth that what we're experiencing, are, what we're experiencing is only a test. It's, only, it's not about what's going on, it's about you. Hashem wants to bring you to a different place. It's, it's not about the circumstance itself, it's about you. Hashem wants to bring you to a higher place. Hashem gave us the ability to do this. So I want to point out that um, seemingly the logic over here uh, about our exile, that we, it must be that we have the ability to overcome these challenges because Hashem gave them to us. What about Egypt? Didn't, in Egypt, Hashem gave them challenges they couldn't overcome. Is it possible that Hashem gives a person a challenge that they cannot um, uh, defeat? If Hashem gives you a challenge, you must be able to overcome it. But there is a um, very short but very powerful talk Rebbe gave on the 13th of, 13th of Eir, I think in 5712, um, on the yards of Rebbe's brother. And in short, Rebbe explains that people look at history in the wrong way. People think that there are some generations in history that did their role, and some generations which didn't, like Adam and Eve. God will knock you from the tree and Eve from the tree. So the world is would descend of that generation. And other generations, they had their challenges and they overcame their challenges. And each generation has, you know, it goes up, it goes down. 
and we go further towards the goal of creation, go away from the goal of creation. That's what it seems like. The Rebbe explains um, that it's not true. There's no such thing as a generation or, or, or a scenario which does not lead towards the Kabbalah Mashiach. Hashem created the world, the world is constantly in a state of elevation. God is the one who made this world, and the world is about going towards the coming of Mashiach, and every situation is all towards that goal. Like Rebbe once said to a group of visitors who were by the Rebbe, um, and they were going home, and the Rebbe said that it seems like we're all going to different places. The truth is, we're all going to the same place. Because wherever a Jew goes, any time in history, where they're really going, they're going towards the Vesem Mikdash. They're going towards the Kresha Kadashim. It's all towards Mashiach. You may be going to Nova Scotia, you'll be going to Alaska, but it's, it's about Hashem's mission, about the Lechacha, about the purpose of Hashem sending Jewish people in this world, which is to bring Mashiach. So, but, the different ways this elevation can happen. One way this elevation can happen is through a clear, positive, good step. Another way is through going down, and through going down to go to a higher place. The fact that Jewish people did not overcome their challenge then, so we know that this wasn't their role, that what their role was to descend the purpose of an ascent later, as they descended into Egypt, and they all the sparks in Egypt for 210 years. That was their role. Adam and Eve, they ate from the, uh, from the tree, and the, uh, they, they did a world ascendant. And the purpose of the descent was that people should have identity, and they should serve Hashem with their own identity, as opposed to before the sin, whatever. But the point is that th- there was something that went down for the purpose of going up. Yerid Sarachalira, a descent the purpose of an ascent. However, in our generation, there, we are given the ability and the power to recognize the truth that the tests we experience are just that, tests. It's not about what's going on. It's, what's, it's not about the circumstances. It's about Hashem wanting to lift up, uh, up to a higher place. The previous goes on to explain that it, in, in a challenge, the godly spark that animates a challenge is completely hidden. Unlike in other circumstances, where there is a godly spark that animates every circumstance. Any, anything in the world has a godly spark in it. But in a regular scenario, you can, if you want to, find the good in the scenario. If you're looking in the scenario, in the circumstance, you can find the divine purpose in that thing. Because there is a divine thing there that you have to find. But a challenge means, what is a challenge? A challenge is, what make, what, there are two people experiencing exactly the same circumstance. One of them is not being challenged, the other is. Because the challenge isn't about the actual circumstance, the challenge is in you that you feel this is impossible. That's, that, that's where the challenge takes place. It takes place in yourself. The challenge isn't in the circumstance, the challenge is in you. And the reason why everything is so dark is because the godly spark, which is animating your experience of what's going on, not their experience, but two people went through the same thing. This godly energy is completely submerged, completely hidden, and you cannot see anything there. Of course, we don't see godly sparks, right? We're human beings. We don't, we, we don't, our five senses don't see godly sparks. But because a godly spark is more hidden, it's, Hashem's hiding it better, so to speak, because of that, our experience is total darkness. As opposed to a regular scenario, when you're not being challenged, the godly spark isn't as hidden. So in your experience, oh, I understand what this is about. Oh, I don't understand. But I, 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 it's a riddle. Let me figure it out. When there's a challenge, what that means is the godly energy is completely hidden totally. And it's, there's nothing you could see that's good about the situation. And the only way to overcome this challenge is to arouse in yourself the power of your core, the bitl of your core, the devotion to Hashem your core, and that's the meaning, that's the whole purpose of why 
Gisham gave you the test. And that's the reason why tests elevate us. Because the, the test forces you to go to a higher place. It, it forces you to work within yourself and to arouse within yourself the power of your court. I'm not letting go. This, the, the language of the previous Rebbe, the serious Nefesh means it has to be this way, it can't be any other way. That's the meaning of the serious Nefesh. So what forced you to discover that part of yourself? It was a challenge. It was, it was a total darkness you're, that you're in that you have forced you to say, ah, I'm not letting go. And when that happens, when you do that, the Rebbe says, the challenge disappears as if it never existed. The purpose of the challenge is for you to discover within yourself the power of your core, the devotion to Hashem you have in your very core, in the language, again, it has to be this way, it can't be any other way. And automatically, when you do that, the test, is, it wasn't the test in the first place. It was like the joke. There was no question in the first place. It, there wasn't anything there. It was just in you. When, you. when you arouse that power of your core, the test disappears as if it never was. Right. Stop here. God willing, uh, tomorrow I'll be on Zoom. I'm not going to be in person tomorrow. I'm be in, uh, in New York. If anyone wants to send a message to the oil, uh, I'll be happy to bring it. Get answers back.